Dude, Mike Ishak, man. What's going on, bro? We finally made it. Yeah, we made it. We we kicked I kicked you out of your van. Yeah, kicked me out of your van. My van brought me into your house. My cat's here. Damn, bro, what the hell's wrong with his head, dude? What's up, dude, kitty? What the hell? Did he like shaved his body and does he bite? Like what No. Damn, dude, he looks like one of those memes, dude. It's you know what I mean? Oh, she looks like I shave her to look like wow. a lion. Wow, she looks like a Pokemon, dude. Yeah, I know. I shave her to look like a lion. Jesus. It's called the lion cut. The lion cut? Yeah, I thought that if I was going to have a cat and I look like this, I got to make this cat look more masculine. And what more masculine look than make it look like a fucking lion? Yeah, because if you have a cat, you're automatically a pussy. You know what I mean? You are what you eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, dude, you are. Are you a dad? Cat dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like being the masculine dude? I have no choice. Why do you mean you have no choice? This is what I am. But you have no choice in terms of, like, society made you this way? Like, or you have to be this no, way? No, my or? parents made me this way. Oh. Like your dad? You don't know how babies are made. No, like your parents made you this buff-ass Yemen dude? It's genetics. Genetics made you buff? And LA Fitness. Okay. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. But why? Like, why do you, why do you need all that muscle, bro? Like, are you going to kill babies? I like babies. Okay. I wouldn't kill a baby. You wouldn't do that? I think I would use these muscles to, you know. I don't know. That's a very good question. Choke a woman. Dude, what are you doing with all those muscles, bro? I don't know, cuz. I'm just trying to fucking. Dude, hell trying yeah. to get me a woman. Hell yeah, bro. I mean, you were in the Marines. That's a pretty good pickup line. Like, what, what brought you there? Like, what... I don't think the Marines ever got me laid, per se, like the Marines Marines. Really? You know what I mean? Like, it's really funny how guys think they're like, you know, if you get a, if you, oh man, like they look at my car and they're like, man, dude, you must get a lot of chicks with that car. And the I'm Dodge like, the Dodge Challenger. The Dodge Challenger. And yeah. I'm like, I, I don't pick up chicks with, I don't think my car, impre- I've never picked up a chick because of my car. The only thing my car attracts is fucking older Mexican dudes. Yeah. They're dude. like, hey, Holmes, that's a nice car. Hey, boy, man. that's a nice car, dude. That's a nice car, Holmes. What's the horsepower on that thing? And I'm just like, dude, leave me alone. Really, dude? That's the one fucking thing you get from that, right? You get like the... But you All know, I get is dudes, like even with muscles. With muscles. Only Mexican guys come to you like, damn, hey, homes, damn, homes. homes. And I'm just damn. like, fuck. Because I'm at the LA Fitness on El Centro. There's a lot of Mexicans there. So. Uh, no, man, but you know how it is, dude. Like, I mean, if you put on muscles and stuff like that, no girl is... Uh, no no girls like, ooh, like that, that that's not what attracts girls, man. Yep, you're right about that, dude. You know, I think, I mean, you, you attract girls and you, you look like a pencil. I know, bro. Hey, pencil, and then I got my eraser right here, dude. Erasing virginities. Aha. I like that. You should write that down. <laughs> Wait, but look. I mean, here's what I'll say, though. You drive this nice-ass car, and then you're like, it's I can't. It's not that nice, but it's Or nice. you drive a nice car, and you're like, hey, I'm not picking up women. I'm just picking up, like, fat Mexican dudes. But, like, They're bro, not all fat. But here's the thing, dude. Drive a van, bro. That's, like, an adventure. You know what I mean? Like, women see that surprisingly, bro. A lot of them are like, what? And then they'll be interested in you for, like, a while, and then they'll be like, all right. Really? I mean, it's usually me I don't who goes think it's to- the van. Yeah, I don't think... I think It's I, you. You know what I think it is? I think they like me, and then they see the van, they're like, fuck, he's cool, but like he has his van, and I'll work with it, and then there's like a little bit of while that they do. But like I used to really lie about living in a van. Like mm-hmm. When a woman would ask me like, uh, like where, where I stay... And then I introduced her to my van. You know what it's like to have to like tell a woman that you live in a van? Bro, I didn't. I would just lie to them, dude. Like I would just be like, yeah, I'm just van sitting for a friend. Mm-hmm. And then she'd be like, oh, so how long have you been van sitting? I'm like, yeah, it's been like a year now. 
And she's like, a year? Like, that's really sweet of you. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm just like, you know, I, I was just feeling nice. So, like, he gave me the keys. I gave him, like, $10,000. Yeah, I live in this van. They're like, oh, shit. And, and they buy it? I mean, I think I've only lied to one woman. And, and then... How hideous are these girls? I'm not going to lie. I, I'm very picky, so they're not really that ugly, you know? That ugly. Well, they're not ugly at all, usually. They're usually like... Re- they listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. There's like nine. You got nine girls on rotation? Not on a rotation. Just like on... Nine on, in your entire on, life? On call. You know what I mean? Like, just like... Like, they're on... Like, like you know when you get on stage, like, they'll call you like, Hey, Mike, can you do a spot? 7.15, like, next Thursday. I'll just be like, Hey, I have a spot open on the couch in the van nine o'clock can you do it and they were like yeah yeah i can i'm like all right it's a 10 minute set and they'll pull up you know 10 you minutes in 10 minutes yeah oh no usually i tell them 10 minutes but i it's usually like four you know but oh yeah yeah, 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 I, yeah. I give them the light at like at three. least you're honest yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, give yeah. them the light at two yeah yeah i'm like hey <laughs> <laughs> i like waving at them like okay it's my time to come right yeah, now yeah yeah yeah, ah! I'm like, yeah, yeah give me your face dude. Huh? Yeah, my, give me your face. Oh, like them. The girl. Yeah, yeah. Time to show you. Give me your face. Yeah, yeah. I'll like pick it up, turn it around, dude. What's I, up, I don't have a lot of sex, bro. I'll be honest. Really? Because every time I, I, every time it's like nighttime, and I can either make the decision to like hit the club or like fuck, or the same thing. Every time I can hit the club or like hit the comedy club, I'll always choose the comedy club. Mm-hmm. So I don't even give myself like a the time to do that, and I think I should because it's been a while. You don't care about pussy that much you know only when i'm on trips pussy is important to me why does it help you keep your masculinity alive no it tones it down if i bust a nut i can actually chill so just nut at home bro no i hate that so what do you do because you because like dude it takes so much effort like you gotta get up and you gotta put on clothes and then you gotta fucking go to the bar and and like meet her oh i don't do that what do you do i don't i don't do that I don't. What's I don't, your strategy, bro? Tell us. Sometimes I will take a girl out for a date. You okay. know, like if I mean, because I'm so busy, dude. I'm just like, I'm not looking to play the date game, because it takes so much resources to play the date game, right? You gotta, you gotta find the girl. You gotta woo the girl. Then you gotta take her out to eat. Take her out for drinks. Uh, and, uh, you gotta listen to her, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta text her and shit and all that stuff and then go out and listen, th- so, those, long things, story. those things I don't mind right. so long as it's a girl that I really want to build a relationship with. Right. But for the most part, man, I'm just like looking for girls that are down to keep it casual. Hook so up. long story short, you're so just I looking go for by- hookers? No, I don't like okay. hookers, bro. Okay. Have you tried? I have and I don't like it. Okay. I've never done that. I don't like it. I don't know, dude. I like the hunt. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is, man. If something yeah. is just given to you. Yep. So let's say, let's say for example, totally agree. somebody gives you a Ferrari. Okay. Cool. You got a Ferrari. I don't know about you, but I would feel better about the Ferrari if I worked my ass it. off to get that Ferrari. Yep. Right. I'm not saying that I wouldn't turn down a Ferrari. But I don't think I would enjoy it and respect it as much. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's the same analogy as like winning the lottery and just like one night waking up and you have $10 million exactly. as opposed to like 
earning and, and exactly. grinding for it. Every time you see that amount of money, you're like, I fucking made this happen. I think when you work to $10, $10 million, that does something psychological. That's what I'm saying right now. Like it has nothing that I think that's why it makes it better to earn it is because like biologically, like inside of your yeah. brain, what's happening is, is like the, it's not the amount of money you made, but it's like the, the mental strength and like development, the that mental you went strength, the discipline, the hard work to get that $10 million. Uh-huh. And then when you get that $10 million, you've worked your way up to $10 million yep. that now you're pretty normalized in how you're going to act with that $10 million. Yep, exactly. If you give $10 million to someone who was living in a van, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying that you have this personality, but a lot of people, dude, you would give it to them and it could ruin them. Yep. Because it's a mindset thing. Because like, they're they, not built for that. Because they've been they've been they've been living the majority of their life having to work for everything they've got. Mm-hmm. And then now they got ten million dollars. And I, I think only a small percentage of people would be able to know what to do with that ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. The guy who worked to get that ten million dollars is gonna try to figure out how to make that ten million dollars more. And he's right? gonna know. And and if he loses ten million dollars, that guy's gonna use his knowledge. He's and got experience the skill set to develop another million and then another exactly. ten million. Exactly. Imagine if somebody it. got ten million dollars and they're an addict. Uh huh. Right. What the fuck is gonna happen then, dude? That that's that's the whole fucking like idea of consumerism. It's like you give ten million dollars. If you just give that to someone, that's kind of if you think about it. Even giving someone a Ferrari is like uh, it. The, it it works for lotteries because it's like it it lets them play into their consumer mindset. And as long as you have this consumer mindset where all you're doing is just buying things, because like here's the thing: if you earn ten million dollars because of a business that you develop and investments that you put into, sure. and like things that you study, you're a better person because of it. Yep, and you can handle ten million dollars. That's exactly the point. And if you, you can handle ten exactly. million dollars, and you're probably gonna look at te- that ten million as okay. A million for myself, mm-hmm. and then this other stuff for investments. You know, how can I invest this money so that I make more money, so that people in my family can be well off as I go yep. forward? You know, um, I think, I think, I think that's that's the key. So, in terms of hookers, uh, I have tried it. Don't like it. Yeah, because don't it's just, like it. It's, give, it's, it's transactional. It is. Yeah, and the a lot girls, of relationships are, bro. And, and, but yeah, and listen, everyone's wired differently. Yeah. I know guys that get prostitutes and they love it. Okay. They love it. They're like, it's fucking great. And I'm just like, whenever I tried one, it was, the nut wasn't even that good. Uh-huh. Because my brain There's is no wired love. in a way where it's like, she's not here for me. Uh-huh. But if I pick up a girl, she wants to be with me, bro, that's everything. You pick up a girl and she looks at your van and she's like, fuck it. I like you anyway. Dude, that's how I know I want to keep her. That's what I was trying to tell you is that like when we were walking, I was like, that's why I like the van because the van for me is a symbol mm. of of the woman I want in my life. And you not know, not that, like a that, way, that can work both ways though. It can like not in a because you can get a lot of crazy fucked up girls. Yeah, that are like, ooh, van, fuck it. <laughs> no, you know no, what no. I mean? Okay, yeah, there is that, but there has been women that I've like been like, okay, you want me? Well, here's what you gotta know. There is this van that I live in, and there is all this shit, and I, I like I like list all of the shit. All your red flags. You pull all, up all your red flags. Day one, day one, I show her everything, and I'm like, "This is what you're signing a contract for," 
and then she signs it and then we do our thing and then i'd rather like like i don't i don't i don't lie to to women or like anybody like i've i used to you just lied about your age well yeah that's it but i have a perfectly good reason for that is that comedy clubs won't book me if they knew my real age and i have to remain consistent with the age on my fake id so uh so there you go that should have given you some answers but other than that aspect no i'm honest with like uh people that if i'm seeing a girl then i'll be honest with her you know what i mean like i'll I'll tell her pretty much everything how long has a relationship lasted while you were in that van uh the longest relationship that's the thing is i don't make an effort with like women a lot so i mean there's it's probably been like three months maybe and then then like another one that was like a month and a half and like it's like i, I i'm not is that like really a relationship or is that no. just a casual thing it's just like it's just like we go on dates and we like do stuff yeah up. yeah 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 because i'm not look because i don't have time for something serious me neither bro. you know what i mean i gotta i gotta I'm work at. uh and i love the work bro but wait, so you you said your your dad isn't in your life? You hate him or something? He might be dead now. I don't even know. Really? Yeah. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. How how don't you know? Don't talk to him. But why'd you stop? He was uh he became toxic, became really bad. Yeah? Yeah, towards the end, towards the end like you know, towards the end he got really bad, dude. He got Listen, I got thick skin. Okay. My sister and my mom don't. Okay. He was all hurting them too, you know, mentally, mm-hmm. you know. So after that, it's like you gotta, you gotta go, pops. You like drugs go. and stuff. Got no, it, or no, 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 just no. like going no, crazy. just controlling. Yeah, old school fucking controlling. Uh, Damn, bro. You know, uh, kind of a narcissist. He can never be wrong. Uh, <laughs> Sounds strict. like every dad ever, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. But 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 just out to hurt. Okay, out to hurt you. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he should have got therapy. I have a joke about it in my set. MikeFromDetroit.com. Come to one of my shows. Yeah, I got I got I got a joke that I love about it. But it's it's basically he was just he started off as a good father. He was he was a great father for the first maybe two thirds of my life, and then he's I think he should have got therapy. I think something happened mentally, mm-hmm. right? And then he just spiraled down into this toxic troll, dude. He just became toxic. Damn. To the point where it was unmanageable. You know what I mean? And mm. to me, like, he would say mean things to me. I'm like, whatever. But then he would say some fucked up shit about my mom and my sister. That's it. You know, because he raised me to be good to women. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes this older guy. And now he's a piece of shit towards women. It's like, bro. Damn. You, you raised me so well. You can't even fuck it up. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 he he installed some really good software early on, and then his software got corrupted, and then he tried to corrupt my software, and it's like, bro, sorry, mine man. is made, bro. I got I got security. The firmware is updated. I don't. So I, is that why you became a marine? I did. I joined the marines to get away from him. Uh-huh. The marines was a vacation. Yeah, he was, bro. My dad was a ball buster, bro. So what'd you do in the marines? Nothing. What? I mean, you know, I was a mechanic. Really? Bro, I thought you were shooting motherfuckers, bro. No, man. You know there's Marines that are cooks. Wait, so you were a mechanic? What do you mean you were a mechanic? I was you... a mechanic on a, on a light armored vehicle. Really? Like, what, what type of shit did you do? Like, did you, like, build, like, missiles and shit or nah? No, I just fixed the tanks. 
Just fixed it. Damn, bro. That's actually dope, bro. You fixed tanks. It was all right. But you're buff, dude. So I wasn't like, buff then. Uh, you were just like some skinny. Are you I was, Muslim? I was pretty lean, yeah. Oh, okay, dude. Dude, I was just in Morocco. Have you ever been there? No, I wasn't. Bro, isn't dude? Everyone, it's are you it's Moroccan? Amazing. I'm I'm like a Moroccan Jew. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it was it was amazing being able to like, and everyone there is Muslim. You know what I mean? But they're so welcoming. You know, because like I I was you, even if they find out you're Jewish. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like you tell them you're Jewish, and they're like, that's oh, what people people shalom. people though people in in America we have this cartoon view of how Jews and Muslims are. Yep. We only think Jews and Muslims are Israel and Palestine. That's the fucking problem, and that's one. That's of the- all we think that's here. So then, when they see a Jewish person and a Muslim person being friends, they're like, "What?" It's like, shut the fuck up. Did you have any idea that Muslims and Jews have been so close for thousands of years? It's only been recently uh-huh. when the conflict between Israel and Palestine that that thing started blowing out but of it fucking proportion. That it that it did. You know what I mean? And and you want to hear the crazy? It thing? It makes sense that what did that the con that there's conflict. Yeah. You know. And, and this is the crazy thing is my whole life I was raised in a way of like respect everyone, love everyone, no racism. But I was also born in Israel. So I was surrounded by people who were raised to hate Palestinians. And in my brain, I'm we're we're tribal human beings. So I'm like, okay, my tribe, Israelis, don't like Palestinians. They're, they must have done something but wrong. But that's not all Israelis. Right. We got to make that there, clear. Ex- oh, then you're right about that, too. There's we got to make there's, that there's, clear. Exa- you know what? You're right. There's the, the radical side. It's not, it's not like everybody hates everybody. You know what yes, I mean? Yeah. But that's that's what that's what the propaganda is, what the media want you to see. Because as long as there's hate, then there's fear. And as long as there's fear, people are being controlled. And they got their own propaganda there. Oh, yeah. Everyone's... You know, that's the thing. This is a media war. Yeah. You know what I mean? But here's the beautiful thing about this whole thing is that despite me being raised like 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 let's say let's say for those who were like Israelis who were raised like to go to the army and to hate their like psychology is is like like oh well we hate them because like they're terrorizing us and they hate us and they're the problem and they're they're trying to take our country in this. But then when I was in Morocco, I sat down with this Muslim guy, right? And he had like a galabia, he had like everything on like the hat and whatnot. And we were having like a 45-minute conversation about the conflict, and we were in a dispute. Like, we were disagreeing, and it was like getting like like pretty heated. And oh, I was, really? Yeah, and I was defending like Israel, and he was defending Palestine. And then he made a really good point. And he really like, and, 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 and I, I think in the moment, I, I didn't really think about it. But when I left, and I, and I went back to my hotel, because like my whole family was like still sleeping, and I was like wandering around, I thought to myself like, you know what I realized? We were both making the same claims at each other, but like I was defending A and he was defending B, but we're both saying the exact same thing. Like I'm not in the wrong and he's not in the wrong. He's in the wrong to me and I'm in the wrong to him, but both of us are pretty much saying the same thing. Does that make sense? If you break down the borders and you break down the politics, you'll just fucking realize it boils down to a human issue. Hell yeah. It's always just like inside the mind. You know what I mean? But human issue, you mean like psychologically? No, it's just people. Okay, right. But people are tribal. That's why we have borders and why we have politics. Because that's like, like we are born to be racists. That's what I think it is. Like, I, I think you can preach non-racism and whatever. But internally, there's like... I don't know about that. I don't think we're born to be racist. I think racism is taught. I think we're born. I think we have a biological 
inclination to try to simplify whatever answer it is. And I think simple answers make our brain satiated so that we can be like, that's the answer. So racism is the easiest answer. Hmm. Racism is the easiest fucking answer. It's so much easier to be like, those people are like that. That's the end of the story. Back to lunch. You know what I mean? Right. But then when you break it down, it's more complex than that. And more people don't want to think that deep. So I think that like based on what you're saying right now, it's kind of like we are taught racism, but the way that it's instilled in our brains and the reason why it works is because of that simplicity. But why that simplicity hits us is because naturally, regardless, our genetics have like evolved to be our biology tribal. is that yeah. way. Yeah, we are like we have an inclination to be tribal. And then it and then people like politics and or like parents, parents and you know what and I mean. Figures that we look up yeah. to manipulate they our tribal. That. Yeah, they, they, man, they manipulate that. Our, our tribal tendencies to be like, hey, us and them, us that's and them, it, hate yeah. this, hate that, and that's why I guess there's that racism that we all have instilled in us. And you know what I think does a great job at racism. What was racism? the point that that Moroccan guy made? So this was the point he made, and this is what I thought was like beautiful. So. I think after this, it really showed me something. He was he so in Morocco. When you go there, it's the city of Fez is like a historic like city in Morocco, and there's just this strip of it's all bricks. The walls are made of bricks, and you see a bunch of like green doors around you. You're just walking down like a open hallway, and there's just uh, Moroccans and like different like mini stores selling you things on the street. Like everyone's like trying to get you to buy something. So he points at one of those stores across from his and he's selling like some souvenirs and that guy's selling like some shoes. So he's like made a point and then I made a point and then he goes, how would you feel right now if that was your store? Okay. And then someone like, let's just say like a bunch of like, like, like a group of like Muslim, like, um, like figures walked up to you and they were like, Hey, you have to get out of here. You got to pack all your things and leave right now. And make room like we're we're let like he's gonna move in the spot and he's gonna sell his things and you gotta take things your things and you gotta yeah, go yeah or we're gonna take this store uh -huh. and you gotta move your store to the bathroom right exactly that's that's even better right so he was like like he kind of like like he was saying like you developed all this and then now someone's just taking it away and he was like we weren't taught to hate we were taught to like defend our people and then that's when I really realized that's what we were taught and they're like they're like hey hate them because of because they're trying to take our land. And then they are like, hey, I hate them because they took our land. And I'm like, dude, that's like some unresolved conflict that's not going to be resolved unless like like there's either a giant war or a giant compromise. You know what I mean? Because that that didn't. The problem is, is that especially when you go to Israel in the whole Palestine conflict, I don't know what it's like in Israel. But when I went to Palestine, I did comedy there in 2018. Really? Yeah. They have a comedy club in Palestine? No, there's a. Uh, there's a park, bro. Uh, there's a there's a cardboard stage. No, it was actually in 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 some venues, but it was a it was a touring comedy club. We did Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and Ramallah, and the it was a Palestinian comic named Amr Zahar. Every year, he brings a bunch of American comics and brings them to Palestine to give Palestinians comedy, mm -hmm. which is fucking great. Now, like I remember, I talked to this guy Nabi. He's a boxer. I asked him. I was like, "So, you know, are, are you guys gonna fight again?" You know, are you guys going to be pushing hard to fight? And he was like, Mike, we're fucking done with that shit. He goes, majority of Palestinians are fucking, we're done with the violence, man. We just want it to stop. And then I go, yeah, but I go back in the day, man. I goes, yeah, back in the day, you know, we were like, 
we don't have an army. We don't have an air force. We don't have tanks. We don't have planes. We have nothing. That's why we strapped ourselves with bombs to try to defend our land. We have nothing. And we thought that the world would see that and, 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 and finally figure out that we need to help the Palestinians. But that's not happening. And he goes, you talk to the majority of Palestinians, they're, they're, they don't want to play that game anymore. Mm. You know? So when I talk to a lot of people over there, man, it literally is like, fuck Israel. But at the same time, it's like, how, when can we fucking just get our rights? It's the same. It's, the, it's yeah. You know, but then when you look at Israel, the, Israel's got the most strongest position to make concessions. Because it's to me, it's funny because Israel will be like, the Palestinians need to make concessions. Well, if you look at the definition of concessions, concessions means that you have to give up something that you own. And the way Palestinians look at it, it's like, bro, you took our homes. Mm -hmm. How the fuck are you asking us to make concessions? And, you know, whatever happened in 67 where the borders were drawn, okay. Problem is, you still got these settlers out there spitting on Palestinians, shooting them, killing them, taking their homes right now. Like when I went to Palestine, they had Jewish-only highways that go from Israel into settlements that are in Palestine. You can just see them. They're up in the air, like these long-ass highways. Mm. And I'm just like, that is some fucked-up shit, man. So to me, it's like this idea of... Jews and Muslims hate each other. That's not the truth. I think the real thing is the political elements of both sides. Mm -hmm. You got the political element of Israel that are Zionists. Yeah, it's, it's just what and are then we you being got the fed? political element of, of Palestine. They don't want to make concessions. So then you got the people caught in the fucking middle. Right. That's that's kind of like the issue is that is that when is there gonna be a change of like a compromise or something Problem like that? means you got power hungry people. That's, that's and when you got power-hungry people, bro, they are going to do everything they can to keep that fucking power. I mean, look what happened to your one prime minister back in the day. I forget his name. The one who got assassinated. He was the one that was really trying to bring the Palestinians and the Jews together, and the Israelis assassinated his ass. Really? Yes, I don't know dude. how I didn't know that. I don't even know his name, dude. I'm going to go back and this do my years research. Ago. This is like years ago. Uh -huh. This is years ago. And then now you have an ultra-conservative government. Mm-hmm that are pretty much like the Republicans here, where they're just nose to the ground, fuck the Palestinians. But then again, if you talk to Israelis individually, you got some Israelis that are like, yeah, fuck the Palestinians, and you got some Israelis that are like, no, nah. dude, we need to make shit work. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people who want to make shit work. Like, there's, it's, there, you know, it's the majority of people, but it, everyone, there's a lot of people there, and the reason why a lot of the hate is coming from is from the fear. Is that like terrorism is is very like real in Israel? You know what I mean? Like people see it on TV, but it's like really fucking real there. Like when I was visiting last year, there was a terrorist attack a block away from me, and that was like the closest I've ever been to like a terrorist attack. And I was like, and it just creates this fucking hate inside you because you're scared because you're like, I don't know what to do. Like I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do right now. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to run. Like and now now you're just in there in fear. Like I remember like I, I was there for like another like week and the whole time I was just like like I was paranoid, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of the paranoia and the fear that is engraved in you kind of develops this hate 
But then there's also like the hate of like, okay, well, that fear stops you from looking at the other side and being like, okay, well, look at their position too. Like, look what they're going. Not only that, there's the fear in among Zionists and Jews Uh overall of like, if you're Jewish and you feel like the Palestinians are being mistreated and then you decide to talk up for the Palestinians, now you're a self-hating Jew. So there's the fear (laughs) of being ostracized vehemently by certain vocal Jewish people that would be like, look at this guy trying to stick up for the Palestinians. And to me, which is really funny, because if you look at Jewish culture, the Jews for the longest time were the biggest proponents of the underdogs. You know, Jewish people have a very long history of sticking up for people who can't stick up for themselves. That there's a long history of Jewish people being like that. But then when you take this element of Zionism, it's the complete opposite of that. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just like, it's kind of sad because if you look at the history of Jewish people, the stuff that they've contributed to the world, science, literature, politics, uh, the Jewish people were the first people to create interhuman politics. Mm -hmm. I, I mean... It's just, it's just, to me, it's sad mm-hmm. because if you look at the history of how amazing the Jewish people were for humanity, and then you can see how all of a sudden that element doesn't work when it comes to the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. Mm-hmm. At least that's my view of it. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's all has to do with like the, the control and the power, like you were saying, is that like, what are, what are... As long as here's here's what it is. As long as you teach your kids to hate the other side, there will always be hate. Always. If the Palestinians keep teaching their kids to hate Israel and the Israel like even if the Israelis stop teaching their kids to hate Palestine and then or and, and Palestine continues or vice versa, there's always still gonna be hate because one side hates the other. You know what I mean? So there's always gonna be this like unresolved conflict. Cause like you can't run away from the problem that's happening, but it's also like who really has the power to make the decision? And Israel. You, and but Israel you, has the most power. The Israel's in the but most comfortable position. But it's not as easy. Position. It's not that easy because they're not really in the most comfortable position because they're right in the center of a bunch of other Arabic countries and Muslim yeah, countries. They stole you know? land in an area where people don't want them there. That's dangerous. That's what happens. Well, they were. They were. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens if you go steal people's homes. People are going to hate you, and that's going to be a very but terrible I don't think place they stole to live. I think they were given the land. It was like Britain that was like making all like the decisions of land in that time, right? And then that. So piece... Britain, Britain had a mandate of the area at the time, and then when the Britain uh, Empire started collapsing, they promised the Palestinians when they leave that they would give it to the Palestinians. But then within a negotiation deal around uh, World War One, Israel was formed and they said, fuck you to the Palestinians. And then, you know, I mean, you want to talk about in terms of like they gave the land. OK, so Britain gives the land. But who's Britain to, to fucking give that land? There's one. And then two, you have Palestinians that are living in houses that were passed on for hundreds of years. So you have people that live in these homes that their great, 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 great grandparents lived in, and then now they're being sh- thrown out of their home saying, you don't fucking live here no more. And uh, I don't care which way you cut it, it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. But at the same time, there's also on the Palestinian side and the Arab side, this this other mindset that I don't like. And and to me, it it, it won't bring peace. You have the majority of Palestinians that I talk to that say we should just go back to the 67 borders. 
right? Back when 67 war happened. We should go back to the 67 borders. Yeah, Palestinians are like, let's just go back to the 67 borders and call it a truce. You guys won that fucking land that you took. Fine, let's just live our lives. But then you got Palestinians and other Arabs that are like, no, we're getting it all back. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm like, dude, how much longer do you want this shit to go? And then you have the same thing in Israel. You have Israelis that are like, let's go back to the 67 well, borders. The thing. If let's the make internal... it a two-state solution. And then you got Israelis that are like, fuck no, we're taking it all. So it's so, like it's like as long as there's the internal politics are are unresolved in either side, then it's like there's there's gonna be a very buddy, little. I just hope one day, man. I hope in my lifetime there's a solution, whether it's a two state solution, a fucking one state solution, whatever it is that brings peace. Because the thing that pisses me off is I meet Jewish people, we vibe. Arabs and Jewish people, when you fucking take politics you aside, is, bro? we what? vibe. When I when I when I meet anyone, it's always a vibe. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like but I it's mean, like also I'm, with Israelis. I'm talking about, but like here's the thing: I'm always gonna put my country first because it's my country that I was born in. You know what I mean? And and I and obviously anybody who was born in like a like a Muslim family or in a Muslim country is gonna put their country forward. But the thing I want to put before any of that is just like humanity in general. Is that like yo? I like 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 you were just saying right now like politics aside issues aside like tension aside it's like at the end of the day if we could sit down and have a conversation like if you're a good human being in your heart that's what i care about like it's not like the people underneath yeah but the fuck where, the thing is politics fucks that all yeah up. because the because the people living in israel and the people who are living in palestine aren't making these decisions you know what i mean like they're just living and waiting kind of yeah. like you're saying you are yeah. you know what i mean that's the problem of, with the media is that like they generalize countries to be like, this is how everybody thinks. And then here, this is how everybody thinks well, here. There's so much lies here. You can't be pro-Palestine here without being called anti-Semitic. Well, to me, which I think is ridiculous because Palestinians are Semitic. If anything, Palestinians are more Semitic than Israelis. Palestinians... Semitic? Dude, Jews are... Israelis are Jews, bro. Yeah, but what <laughs> I'm saying is there's a lot of people in Israel that uh -huh. are not Semitic. They're just white. In Israel? Yeah. Like American people? Whatever. You know, 78%. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, to me, that term anti-Semitic has been like used in a way to like really bolster like a negative political thing towards the Palestinian cause. In America, if you say anything against Israel, you're now anti-Semitic. How is that anti-Semitic to say the state of Israel who? sucks? Like, it's like, it's like to who? It's like everybody could have an opinion, but you know what? Everyone's opinion just stems from an opinion that they took. And like you were saying earlier, is we like to simplify things because it makes it easier to just say, this is what I believe, instead of really sitting down and not overcomplicating it, but really dissecting it to understand it for yourself. People are just like, oh, no, 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 no. This celebrity said they agree with this person, then I'm going to go with this idea. Oh, no, this politician that I like said he, this is how we believe. There's a lot of that, absolutely. It's not there's a lot of that. That's how the majority of us are. Yeah. And even we do that we with specific things. We want to It's simplifying and just like generalizing. It's like, let me just generalize an idea. To One me, time I think I was, it's just sad you know, that you can't when, be like, you, you. I criticize the government of America all the time. This is my country. I love it. But I'm going to be the first person to be like, yo, we are doing some fucked up shit in my country that I don't agree with. Okay. Right? Like, and, and then one of those right? things. And then if somebody else has something uh, uh, negative about my government and uh -huh. what it's doing, I'm not going to call them 
racist, uh-huh. right? But then if I sit there and go, Israel is fucked up for what they're doing to the Palestinians, the Anti-Defamation League will go, you're anti-Semitic. It's like, how am I anti-Semitic saying that a government apparatus is a piece of shit? Uh-huh. You know, but that's the brainwashing we have here. In America, yeah. I, all we have, because here's the thing, all we have is the media, right? We can't really know what's going on in there. So the best that, like, that they do, that we, that here in America we do is just, like, is is watch the news and then pick a side. You know what yeah. I mean? So when in May of twenty, I think it was twenty twenty, when like Palestine, like Palestine shot like was it like thirty thousand, like three thousand missiles. I don't know how much it was, but like they just shot so many missiles over. I remember there was like in in our schools, like there was just so much, like just people look out of nowhere. Like you'll just see like Chinese or like white people just posting like. Like, either just, like, pro-Israel or, like, pro-Palestine shit. And I was like, bro, I remember I was taking a shit one time and I was on my phone. And I was like, bro, stop fucking dick-riding, like, all these, like, figures that you look up to that are just yes, choosing a side. Please. And just, like, oh, well, well, Sandra Boxen said that she doesn't like Palestine, so fuck, fuck them. Yeah. And, and this is what I believe because this is what they believe. But that's what everybody does, bro. Like, if you don't know anything about what's going on and you just want to be involved so you can choose a side, just so you can, it's, it's, it's again, that tribal mentality. You to just me, I don't want to choose involved. a side. If Israel was on the other side of that fence, I'd be supporting Israel. Dude, you know what? Fuck. If Israel was on the side, let's say it was ro- lo- the roles were you reversed. You want to know what the real change is that I want? Dude, I want the change that's going to be like, dude, nobody fucking wins and we all are just humans. Buddy. I'm as far I from I hope I live to see the day, bro. You want you know what that's never gonna happen though? Why? I'll tell you why. What do Americans you know what we Americans, Israelis, what do people do when they get home? Jack their dick. What do they watch on TV? The news? After porn, boom, they watch the news. Yeah. And how does the news I got a whole bit about how the news is the news poison. profits from fear sure and their their whole purpose when they're in their fucking meetings is how can we create the most fear eyeballs and and get the most views and what they do but, is but there is, is a bias though there is a bias what there is a bias in our media the media our media is so biased there's like it's of course like it is so biased so it's like you know uh there's certain things well that- you know why it's biased because there's politicians who want to pay who who have the money to pay these media streams to be like, hey, I want you to lean towards this side so that I can make a proposal to say that, hey, if if like once I create this fear within the media to this mm, audience, I think then I, think, I can then I can tell them, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna solve this problem. It's the other way around. What do you mean? It's not the politicians that pay the media. The politicians don't listen. The politicians will pay the media for like screen time or whatever. It really is the lobbyists. It's the it's the big lobby groups. They're the ones that drive everything. So you got whatever, whatever, whatever. The 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 medical lobby, the war lobby, the Israeli lobby, you you name whatever lobby that's got a lot of money, they're pumping money into the coffers of politicians, and that's what makes the politicians speak that way. So like when Obama, the rich, yeah, it's, when Obama, it's kind of like the rich, the politicians, then the media. Obama, Obama was a great example. Obama came in and he's like, I'm going to be the anti-war president. And I have a joke about this. And I go, and then he bombed everything. Mm. He bombed so much, he ran out of bombs. Obama has bombed in his name. You know? So <laughs> to me, it's like, in the end, no matter what you do as a politician, 
This is what I promised. That is what I promised. In the end of the day, once you get in there, nah, son, we but have an agenda. You know and why you else need to follow not? It. Exactly. The, and the pre- because the, the president war- is just the face. Bro, the war lobby is the biggest money. That's why America is always in some kind of a war. O- Osama, I mean, Obama said, hey, I'm going to end the wars. And then when he finally became president, he's like, no, nah, we're not going to end the wars. I meant end the war in Iraq and move it to Afghanistan. So because <laughs> because the war lobby is like, you got to keep us in business. You want us to give you money, Obama, for your next campaign? You better keep us in war. That's why we're always in some type of fucking war. Because it all starts with money. That's it. Well, here's so the thing. So, that's, that just goes back to your saying the politicians are giving money to the media. Well, it's that's the, the other thing. way. It's, it's the other it's, way around. It's not, well, the media is not giving money to the politicians. The media is collecting money from someone. Sure. But the politicians, like, for example, the president. Like, you think Joe Biden's really making these decisions? Like the whole. Point, I don't think any president is making any decisions. Th- yeah, they're the face for the people. That's it. They're like, hey, tell them this and that. In they're a, a nice punching way. bag for us. Yep. And that, then it's, it's so I get mad. We I take can it just out go on Biden. Oh fuck Biden. Oh. And fuck then what, Trump. what does that oh, do? Trump fell. Oh he fell, bro. Biden fell off a bike. Dude, yeah. How are we trusting this guy? It simplifies. You're not things. trusting this guy. You got the ex- exactly. It simplifies. It all comes it. back to that because it's more gener- complex, yeah. and we don't want to think complex. Uh-huh. We want easy answers. It's a much easier answer to go fuck Trump. Fuck Biden, fuck Obama, instead of fuck X Y lobby and what they're doing, and fuck this group and so what they're like doing this. and it's how they're like manipulating. This. It's not even. It's not even. So it's like it's not even the politicians who are paying the um, the media. It's like the rich pay um, the the rich fund a politician, sure, and say and do then, this, and then and then they're saying if it will give you the money if you create these rules and these sure. laws, and then they go okay, and then they have the and then they pay the media to advertise that politician. Why do you think the vaccines were pushed so hard, dude? The vaccines, the vaccines were pushed so, so hard because of the fucking I, the, the lobby of of Pfizer and all and Johnson and Johnson. Uh-huh. They pumped money into these fucking politicians, dude. Yeah, they pumped money and and then they control the media because the media is like we don't want want to lose these advertisers right so what's the media do vaccines are great vaccine what do the politicians do vaccines are great because they're getting all this fucking money that's how it works bro it's the opposite way you think it's like the politicians get the money and they influence no it's the rich they influence the politicians politicians, the politicians influence the media and then the media wants the fucking money the politician influences the people but the media controls what the people see so the rich the the connection between the rich and the politicians is what gets um, them to the media. It's like, okay, we'll promote this. It's all money, bro. It's all money because at the end of the day, we want to be at the top. We want to be the top like of the economy. You know what I mean? So the wars, they're like, okay, this war is going to bring us money. Okay, let's start this war. We're, this is going to bring money this way. So it's like, yeah, here's the face. Okay, it's Donald Trump. You could hate him all you want, yeah. but he's just an idiot like waving his hand around. And he's doing the same thing Obama did. What do you mean? So what I'm saying is it's like every president comes in and just takes the baton from the other president uh-huh. and continues the same bullshit. Right, because because they're not really changing anything. They're not. But the thing is this. There's certain things that they but change. But this is, this is where the media comes low, in. Low-level, low-money-making things, they yeah. change. Okay. Big-level, big-money things, they all do the same shit, dude. Uh-huh. Oh, when Trump came in, he was like, I'm going to stop the drone wars, right? Uh-huh. Because Obama was Mr. Drone. He droned everything. His last year before he came out, he ramped up bombing. He dropped 26,000 bombs in one year. His last year out. Why do you think that is? That's because he's trying to make the war industry happy. And then Trump comes in and Trump goes, I'm going to stop the drones. Trump comes in, drones went up 400%. So it's all lies, bro. Well, it's not that they went up 400% because of Trump. 
it's kind of like the government has an agenda Amen. and and the president Amen. is the face of that is Amen. the face of that agenda. So it's like um the that's but it's kind of really cool cuz that's then you look where the media comes in. And the media comes in and their goal is is this. Okay. So the rich now paid uh it ha- like the rich is now paying this politician to, to promote their views sure. to influence the media. So now, then they're like, okay, media, we want you to create this fear in the public size. Okay, what's that fear? Oh, there's going to be a World War Three. Or vaccines. Okay, so yeah, let's do the vaccines. COVID. There's, there's a new, there's a new, um, like, um, there's a new disease or a new virus spreading around, and they need to protect themselves. And now they've, this company, Pfizer, is now paying a politician to say, hey, look, no matter what happens, I promise you that if you elect me, I'm going to make sure that we solve this crisis as soon as possible so that you can go back to work and pay for your family. But if you don't elect me, then this virus is going to continue spreading sure. and then your families are going to die and have and no money. And then at the same time, and then, the, the, the medical industry is like, here's all this money for your fucking campaign. Yep. Push the vaccine. And then they go to the then, media. Here's they, all these money for your advertisers. We're going to advertise with CNN. If yep. you don't fucking push that shit, we're going to... Why do you think Tucker Carlson got fucking uh, 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 kicked off of Fox News? You know, no matter how you think of Tucker Carlson or whatever, it's because he, towards his last year, decided, fuck all this shit. I'm going to say what I want. And boom, got out of there. Why? What did he say? And so Tucker Carlson got got canned because he started going off script. He started really reporting shit that we true. really needed to hear. Yeah. Right? And then they got rid of him. Why? Why did Fox News get rid of him? Because he was jeopardizing their ad dollars. Because if Tucker Carlson starts talking against the vaccine, is Pfizer going to fucking pay for mm-hmm. advertising on Tucker Carlson? So now the media is like, whoa, no, we don't want to lose this money pro-vaccine. And then the Pfizer, and then, the and then Pfizer is like, we don't want to fund your your, your network exactly. stream anymore if he's going to talk exactly. shit about. And, and then the, you and got the, a politician who's like, I'm not pro-vaccine. He's not getting that Pfizer money. And then he doesn't become president. So as long as you're watching the news, you're always going to be the man in the box. That's the thing. That's, Please that's, stop watching the news. Stop watching it. It's poison. It just gets us to hate each other, and I cannot fucking stand it. Well, it, it thrives off of us hating each other. Because it thrives it, off of making money by any means but necessary. But the money comes and then from the us hating each is, other. Is that we get to hate each other. Because because he, this is this is the downtrend that I figured out. So it goes like this. It goes. Um, so the news creates fear, which then creates hate, and that hate creates an us and them mentality, which inevitably yeah. creates racism divide and conquer divide and conquer so it creates that racism whether it's racism or classism whatever it is okay it's racism all bunch of, classism it's just divide it's just, just to divide, divide. the yes. purpose the purpose is to divide so that's how racism happens and, and that's how like people start now choosing sides but as long as there's sides and as long as people hate each other then the government can thrive the you know political what I mean? author noam chomsky who's jewish mm-hmm. uh said it the best how do you say it? He said, in America, we have a class war disguised as a race war. Think about that Ooh, for a Ooh, that's second. a good one, dude. We have a class war disguised as a race war. Our real issue is classism. Our real issue is the rich versus the poor. But nobody's thinking about that because we're brainwashed to think it's a race issue. Ah, we're, so it's kind of like the news. It's a diversion. It's yeah, the news is kind of it's kind of like the president of the government and is is racism to classism because racism is kind of like the face for what's really happening behind it, which exactly. is the classes. Exactly, that's a good yes, exactly. Going back so, to our analogy of that, yeah. Great so, analogy. So now it's kind of like they're like, hey, put your focus on on black people being this. 
like the Black Lives Matter march and sure. all that. But you can't say the Black Lives Matter march wasn't necessary. But I guess it could make sense for like, okay, they are being mistreated. Why? Because of a class issue behind the race issue. Amen. Because and they're we're like, not oh, the talking about the class are- issue. So what they do is they they divert our attention away from the real fucking so people. As long as fucking- as long as you're consuming anything, you're never gonna make decisions for yourself. Unless which is why it's can- very important to select what you consume. Yes, or unless you can consume uh with with critical thinking so mm-hmm. when i watch the news i'm constantly looking for the rub i'm like looking rub yes i'm looking for how the fast hot I can the come. hot fucking yeah. cnn yeah. lady like oh yeah this fucking I jerk off with Therese. sandpaper i like the friction yeah no dude. but my point is, is that <laughs> you can consume. you are a testosterone motherfucker, bro just <laughs> That's how i do it yeah dude all right i got no neck um so like you can consume anything so long as you do it critically, so long as you're thinking critically. So when I watch the news, I'm watching for the lie, mm. right? Well, then, so wait, I'm, not, wait, wait, I'm, not, wait. I'm not sitting there and going, tell That's me what good, to though. think. That's not good, though. If you're going in there looking for the lie, you're, not, you're doing the same thing but backwards because you're not going in with an open mind. No, 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 no. I'm saying there, of course, I'm going there with an open mind. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be looking for the lie. Well, not the lie. The, majority the, the inconsistencies. It's not like just the, the inconsistencies. And the, and, the, and the truth. So, for example. So, don't uh, look for the lie. For look example, for the truth. For example, something fucking uh, tragic happens that we're all supposed to pay attention to. Okay. Right. All right. There was a shooting at, at Michael Jackson High School. 20, no, they're, 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 they're going to report that. 25 people They're going to report that because that's whatever. But let's say it's, uh, for example, <laughs> for example uh, the billionaires that died in the Titanic. Mm-hmm. The Titanic thing, right? Okay. The same day, 700 migrants on a boat drowned. 700 people trying to fucking make it to America died. And no one in the news covered that. Right. Right? So here's something that we really should be paying attention to, but instead they're diverting our attention to. Look how poor to these the, rich people are. Oh, no, these three guys. Oh, <laughs> the billionaires. They do that all the time. Uh, something happens uh, in, in some part of the country uh, that, that we're really supposed to pay attention to, that if we do pay attention, let's say vaccines, right? The, uh, the vaccines are hurting people. Instead, what are they going to do? Let's talk about Britney Spears. Let's talk about how crazy she is. Mm. You know, so it's a diversion. That's the stuff that I look for. Because if you look at a bird's eye view, a lot of the times the things that the media is supposed to be reporting, they're not. They're reporting something else. They're creating a fucking diversion over here while they're actually doing something over there. It's like chess, bro. But you can't you can't say that that it's not a giant evil genius strategy. This is the coolest kind I've ever seen. She's cool as fuck. It's 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 ridiculously like it's clever. Like it's just it's it's really fucked up, but it's like it's like it works for them. That's like, why I implore all of us to try to stay. So you know what I think is bro. this? It's not about being open minded. It's about like if you're gonna complain about it, if you're gonna hate what the government's doing, if you're always gonna watch the news and feel like fucking shit about it, then stop complaining, and and start fucking figuring out that like okay, start thinking what's the alternative. Like what, what? What? Okay, so if you're not happy with this, what would you rather it be? And how can you actually start making a change toward towards that that little fucking person that you are that is like a drop in the bucket? How can you be a little bit more than a drop in the bucket? You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, like right now, we're we're like rationalizing these things, but a lot of people can complain about it and then do what? Like, it, you know what I've realized? It doesn't help to just talk about it. Like I've seen a lot of podcasts just like talking about these things, but then people watch it and they go, yeah, yeah, raise awareness, yeah. But these are the same people 
people who don't take fucking action exactly. in their lives. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, these yeah. are the same people who sit and watch the news. Exactly. And the people who sit and watch the news are people who don't take action. You know why? Because they're driven by fear because that's what the news Here's has the created thing. them if to be. If you're not going to take action, then don't fucking, don't get mad about shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get mad about something so I can't So what action control. are you taking? The only actions I'm taking, bro, is just making my life as good as possible so I can help other people in my immediate life's life better. Mm-hmm. That's the most I can do. I'm not going to be someone who's going to try and change the world. I'm not even going to try. I'm not. But I'm a comedian. I do a lot of talking. That's why a lot of my, uh, my, my stand-up always has social commentary. I want to let people know with laughing how I view the world. Mm-hmm. And how I hope you can see how I see the world, or and hopefully maybe if I can like enlighten you to something that you never thought about before, it's just a small drop in the bucket. But at the very least, I'm not sitting here in my apartment watching the news, getting mad as fuck, and then not doing anything about it. Hey, and you know what, dude? That's why I love living in a van, bro. I don't have a fucking TV. Like, like I, I am. It's it's a, it's actually a form of ignorance too, because I am so unaware what the fuck is happening in the world. Like it's it's ridiculous. That's also kind of bad. Well, well, not like so unaware. I'm un- I'm aware of what I need to be aware of. But like if if like fucking, uh, like if Britney Spears died, yet like I w- I would probably find out like you know like from an open mic or I'm, I'm kind of the I mean? same way. I don't watch the news, dude. I, I read it. You I know, read it. I don't I, even read it, bro. I, I, you I know don't. what I do? I listen to podcasts that are uh, are news podcasts, and I try to triangulate my opinion, meaning I'll listen to a conservative podcast, I'll listen to a moderate podcast, and then I'll listen to a hardcore liberal podcast. And I like doing that because then it, tri- it, it sort of it triangulates your opinion. Then you mm. kind of get an idea of how conservatives are being brainwashed how liberals are being brainwashed and then i find that i'm able to censor my opinion does that make sense okay i get you you know you watch the news dude it's so just- if you think about it in that case it that that all that really means is that if you do that it's kind of like if a person were to be like i want to get every single side to like the israeli palestinian conflict and but then you think about it you know why it would never end even if if, if israel and palestine did resolve it because considering the fact that the media controls everything pretty much or like is controlled and then controls the public, as long as everyone in America has their like true held beliefs that like if they're still choosing a side or like taught to like see the conflict, there will always still be that conflict because no matter what, even if they do give the land, they'll like the headline will probably be like Israel gives land back to Palestine, yet Palestine is planning another attack. Like it'll sure. be something like that. It might be something you know like I mean? that. I mean, for and sure. Then, and then, and then it will just lead to more like it's, it's, it's a never ending profitable business. And then in That's our, what in, it is. In, in our media, that's okay. what conflict is. It's just a never-ending profitable business. Sure. That's what it is. But then in our media, here, here's another brainwashing thing, right? The Jews control the media. Mm-hmm. That is the dumbest fucking thing to say, and it's also a very simplified racist It's another way simplified racist Because thing. if you say the Jews control the media, I got Jewish friends that have nothing to do with the fucking media. I'm and Jew- if you say <laughs> the Jews control the media, you're living in a van. Like, what the fuck? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So my point is, is that that's that simplification. Yeah, bro, I live in a van, bro. You think I got anything to do with this shit, That's dude? the simplification. Now, you can say that Hollywood was created by Ashkenazi Jews. They started this shit. And a lot of the people that are in the highest positions of Hollywood are Jewish. Does that mean the Jews control the media? No. But 
what do everybody say? What do people say? The quick thing they say, go, the Jews control the media. And that, and that is inflammatory. It's easy. That's inflammatory. It's inflammatory. It causes hate. So now you got people going, fuck the Jews, man. They mm. control the media. It's like, no, dude. So, so if, if the Jews control the media, I control oil mm. because I'm Arab. Because Saudi Arabia has the majority of the oil in the world. Now I control the fucking oil. That's the same way of saying that 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 the 9-11 hijackers who fucking hijacked the towers. Now I'm a terrorist. Well, that's what it was for a while. But the, but that's my point. My point is, is that that inflammatory type of simplified mindset causes hate. And it's easy. It's easy for people to be like Jews control the media. It's harder for people to break so it what's, down what's on your a complex solution? thing. Uh, kill Jewish people. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, no. only show that. I'm only going to put that as the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, that's it. That, on repeat over and, then, and over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be my media, dude. The Jews control this podcast. And now I, you know what I think we're going to make you is? look bad. You know what I think the solution is? And I, and a lot of other people said this, and I've been saying this for years, ever since I like started understanding politics. Get rid of soft monies in politics. You know what soft monies are? So there's there's a term in politics, hard money and soft monies, okay? Soft monies is what a politician can get from corporations, from people, from Pfizer, from mm. whatever, to fund their campaign. Hard money is the money that you get from the government. So if you're a politician and you're running for president, if you get so many signatures and so many people that you could show that these people want you to be president, the government gives you a specific amount of money for your campaign. That's hard money. That's money from the people to run your campaign. But the politicians go after soft monies more. They go and rub shoulders with the military industry and be like, hey, man, if you vote me in, I'll make sure you stay in war. They go to the Pfizer like, hey, man, if you vote me in, I'll make sure the fucking vaccines. That's where the real problem is. If we can get rid of all private money in politics, you know what it's going to do? It's going to change the landscape of politicians. The type of politicians that you will see in Washington, D.C. won't be these money-hungry people that are only doing it for the money. You'll change it. You'll start getting grassroots-type people running politics. That's the reason why our politics— Because they're going to have the people on their folk, like as the number one Because focus. the only money that they're going to be getting is from the people. Right. So now, if we need to get cancer, let's say— But we, it's like, where does that money come from? Like, where, where are the people going to fund this money from? From tax dollars. It's going to be... Okay. It should be from tax. Singapore did this years ago. Singapore used to have a problem where politicians were only doing the bidding of corporations. Singapore, they changed that shit. So mm. now it's illegal. If you decide to get money from the private industry, you can go to, to jail for a very long time. But the one thing that they did was they said, now that you're only getting money from the people, if you become a politician, you are instantly a millionaire in Singapore. So this is what it does. It changes the dynamics of how people interact with their politicians. Because now, if I vote for you as a politician, right, my tax dollars are paying you. Now that you become a politician, you're instantly a millionaire because now we've raised the amount of money that you, get, that you get to make. What does that do to the constituents? Now the constituents are holding you to what you say because now we know you're a fucking millionaire. Now we know that everything that you're making is from my tax dollars and it forces the populace to be more involved in politics. But that's not what they want here. They don't want that here. That actually makes a lot of sense. Right? Yeah. So I say, if if you ask me what can we do to change, I say one of the first things to do, get rid of soft monies, increase politicians' pay threefold. 
Therefore, the people know, if I vote you in, I just made you a millionaire. Where the fuck is my water? Where the fuck is my shit? How come we don't have good education? It would change everything. But that that doesn't that kind of turn into, what is it? Not a democracy. Uh, what's what's this? Um, it's what Stalin was, like Joseph Stalin. Socialism? Dictatorship. A dictatorship, yeah, okay. It's like there's just fucking this one, but that's the thing is that you're giving this one person too much power. No, 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 and no. Power comes great responsibility. No, a dictator's different. That'll fuck up the a whole dictator. system. We're talking about we're talking about bringing democracy back to the people. Right now, democracy is for the big corporations. You know what the crazy? You know you know what? But if we really like try to look at it, then that whole that you know Biden became president right around the same time COVID started, right? Like it was like the same year, same couple uh, months. No, it was Trump was in office. Trump was in office when COVID sprung off first. Because he, he, he was, was the one. Twenty twenty. He, he's the one who started. Um, uh, what is it called? Warp speed. Operation warp speed to get these vaccines out fast. Trump was the first one to do that. He was president when it happened. So I think. And I, then and then maybe he, that was his purpose to get reelected. Was like, hey, if you keep me in office, then I'll get us out of this vaccine situation. Oh, of course, he tried to use that, you know. But I think a lot of people just was sick of his toxic nature. Man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that just couldn't stand that. Yeah, man. Damn, bro. And then Pfizer. But yeah, soft they- monies, bro. Remember that soft monies is everything. Get rid of soft monies, dude. Think about it. It just if you think about it, no, it can, makes a lot of you, sense. You can have that domino effect. Be like, yeah, dude. If we got rid of corporation monies in 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 politics, the people would be more pissed that the politician fucked up because they're like, dude, you make three million dollars a year and you haven't done shit. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Now it's not that case anymore. Now we don't have that power because now the f- corporations have the power. The power is just like, hey, bro, the people don't like you. We like you. Mm-hmm. Here's a gazillion dollars for your fucking campaign. Do your bidding. Actually, do our bidding. Yep. Damn, bro. So, I guess to end it all off, we're all just a bunch of guppies in a sea of megalodons. We're And fucked. we have no power. We're absolutely fucked. Or not fucked, but whatever decisions they make, we got to live it. You know what I realized? We're, li- we're, we're, we're in chess, but they're moving the pieces, and all we can do is react. Yes. We can't, we can't, we, we can't move the pieces ourselves. And they move the pieces and then we just have to deal with it. And all I can say is react with love. Try to react with love. Try to see the bird's eye view and understand how we're being manipulated and understand that you got to try to react with love because it's very easy to have these politicians get us hating or, each other. Or retaliate against the pigs, against the machine. You know, like try to find the gaps in the system and finesse your way I to think, the top. I think those days are over, bro. No, I'm, I'm, it'll work. The, the, the rapper Immortal Technique, who's a political rapper who was fucking great, he said something that was very prominent. He goes, The problem with trying to change the system is when you try to change the system from within, it's not you that changes the system, it's the system that eventually changes you. Why? Because it's like the machine is too big for you to change. So like if you try to go okay, in, yeah. if well, you try never... to go into the machine to change the machine, the machine ends up changing you. Look at Obama. Obama is one of the best examples. Well, I, of I, mean, that. I mean another way. Like, like let's say let's say this. Let's say you develop an army, and then and then like a very like a secret army. Okay, and then you do things just like like you do a secret army. That's you, hilarious. You do legal things under the radar. Like for example, let's say you know Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Remember the whole GameStop stock. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can we take advantage of what of the system they've already produced 
and and then he did that. He's like, hey, there's I have a million billion people following my lead. Hey, everybody invests in the stock. Everyone just fucking makes their fortune real quick, and then they come out. So imagine just one group just constantly doing that there's, under the radar. I think that I think more of that is going to start coming up. That's the future, you know. Or the future is the machines are going to eat us. So that's the only way you have to retaliate. But ChatGPT twenty twenty four. ChatGPT. You know what ChatGPT is? No, of course I know, but what does that have to do with this? The machines are taking over. Oh, of course they will. That's why I say ChatGPT 2024. Oh, AIs for are president. Take over, yeah. Bro, that would be a much better. You know what, dude? It's going to happen. The the next like Homo sapiens are going to get wiped out soon. Not cuz like the machines are going to be evil, but like just like if you look at the progression of humanity, a good book that explains it is, is Sapiens. I don't know if you you know Yuval Noah Harari. I've Harari. heard of that book. I need to read it. I keep yeah. hearing good things about it. And and then and and then he has another book coming about the future of like how technology is going to change the world, and it's called Homo Deuce, and it's kind of like the next Homo Sapien. I haven't read that one yet, but just his philosophies and like a biology of life, the way he like like the studies that he's gone through to make these books are so ridiculous. Have you heard of Ray Kurzweil? No. Ray Kurzweil is a futurist. He predicts the the te- future of technology so spot on. He's been doing it since the late 70s. Mm-hmm. His first prediction in the late 70s was by 1995, a computer will be smart enough to beat a chess champion. He was only one year off. It happened in 96. And as soon as that happened, everyone has been listening to him. He's written many books. One of them is The Age of the Spiritual Machines. And he talks about how AI is going to take over. And he believes the only way humanity is going to survive is that we have to merge with the machines. That's now, what's going to happen. Well, look at what that's he, exactly what Yuval says too. Look what Elon Musk is doing. Neuralink. He's uh-huh. creating Neuralink. He's doing that specifically because he's scared of AI and he's worried that AI is going to take over. And the only way he thinks that we're going to be able to survive is that we can merge with the machines. So it's funny, man. It's like everything Ray Kurzweil has been predicting is starting to happen. And what's even funnier is that Elon Musk was one of the guys that started ChatGPT. And now that ChatGPT has taken off, he's not very scared. He's been outwardly out there going, I'm terrified about AI. Uh, I know I started ChatGPT and everything, but I'm afraid that a lot of people that are running out are not taking into consideration what type of peril that we're going to be dealing with in the future. And now he's taking a, a note from Ray Kurzweil and creating Neuralink to try to get us to merge with them. So this homo deuce thing is a, probably a real thing, man. You dude, know? the future of racism is going to be us against machines, dude. And then it's going to bring the people together once and for all. Bro. Like Willie Simon has that joke like about uh, the machines taking over and how he's going well, to uh, get older. It's, it's, and it's, then he's like, I, he goes, my daughter's not marrying anyone that's chrome. You know, yeah, like. Uh, dude, but that's. It's it's gonna take over because if you think you know what the coolest thing about it, if first of all, if you read the book Sapiens, you're no longer gonna believe in God. Like if you if you do, then like it'll kind of like decompose it in a way of like, holy shit, like this is so man made and it's gonna be like a ridiculous like mind fuck for you in the beginning. But then you kinda learn that like, okay, if you think about it, AI can get smart enough that we can actually have a real artificial intelligence god. Like, if you think about, it, like, the, like, it can write its own, like, artificial intelligent Bible, and people can follow that as if, like, and it's going to be the first actual real God that is, like, perceived and created and is known. You know, it's a quote that Ray Kurzweil said that I mm. just talked about. There's a documentary on him called Transcendent Man. 
at the end of the documentary, the interviewer asks Ray Kurzweil, do you believe in God? And he goes, I do believe in God. He's just not here yet. It's going to be some AI fucking robot. He thinks we are going to be that. He he. Believes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with you. He it's, believes it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. human beings are going to merge with technology, and we're going to be a bulk consciousness. We're going to be all interconnected, one giant hive mind, and then that's yeah, that's dude, going I think to that's be God. The same philosophy in like the Homo Deus and everything. It's like we're one hive mind, but also like like. We are going to become gods, but that's kind of like a good discussion, bro. I bet that that we could have fucking went for another hour right now. I know, dude. But um, yeah, I mean, it is like so. Moral of the story: the world is gonna change you no matter what, and it's gonna fuck you. And no matter what (laughs) you want to do in life, the government is gonna choose for you. Not true. Stay vigilant. So try your best, but they're, they're always they're always gonna get you in the end because you're just a fragile. Um, very vulnerable human being with a very manipulable surface in your brain. Take so care of what you they're can They're always going to take advantage of you. And even though you think you have control, you don't. Because one way or another, they're going to control you again. So try to just find peace in that control. But you're always, just remember, you're always just going to be a little guppy in an ocean of megalodons. And just love the guppies human. closest to you. That's the only thing you can do. And bro. they will also be controlled and die. And you got to still love them. And they and you'll love them, but they're also gonna get fucked over, and they might get brainwashed, and you'll hate them, just like him and his dad. Yeah, something is gonna happen to you or your dad or your mom. Someone's gonna die, and you're gonna start blaming. Don't blame, just love. Blame Biden. See, that's the problem. Now you're being controlled by the government. You're always gonna be controlled. Enjoy your life. <laughs> All right, guy. All right, my dude. I'm so glad, glad we didn't do this in your van. Shout out your stuff. Oh, yeah. Mike from Detroit. You can find me at uh, MikeFromDetroit.com. All my social media links up there. I post clips every day. I'm on tour right now. I don't know when this goes up, but I'll be in Tampa July 6th. Hey, bro. Am I going to open for you? Maybe one day. Uh, Tampa Damn, July bro. 6th. Y'all hear this, Atlanta dude? July 8th. Y'all, y'all heard this, dude? I opened for this guy at the Hollywood Comedy Open Mic. I can't even open for him at a show. I'm at Indonesia Hate for one guy. month on vacation. You can find me, Mike from Detroit, on everything. Instagram, Venmo, Pornhub, TikTok, Mike from Detroit, all one word. Find me. Meow, meow. Later.